Welcome to worship. If there are bonus points to be handed out, I think it's to this group for coming here on a day that is so warm and humid. So bless you for being here. And as we worship, there are points where sometimes we stand as kind of tradition. If you find it's better and you can conserve kind of what little cool you have to sit, you're certainly invited to do that. And if you get thirsty during the service and you're feeling a bit dehydrated, thanks to um, our hospitality people who have put some water in the back, so there is some cold water in bottles for you. So, I'm thinking maybe we could talk a little bit about the intended service tonight at 6.30, the liturgy on the lawn. We're watching the weather, and an announcement will come at 4 o'clock today, whether we go ahead or no. So that will be posted online, so thank you, Bob, for letting that happen. And a few phone calls will go out as well for people who aren't connected to the Internet so that we can get the word out um, about that. Enough about the weather, huh? As we gather to worship on this ninth Sunday after Pentecost, picture Jesus on the way to Jerusalem. The urgency is picking up, and the stories he tells are sometimes perplexing ones. But at the root of it all, he's calling us to be people of hope. So as you hear scripture read today, may you hold on to that word hope and let that sort of braid its way through the scriptures and the homily this morning. Uh, As we worship together, we will begin with the order of confession and forgiveness, and that is printed in the green worship folder. Gospel according to St. Luke, the 12th chapter. Jesus says, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions, give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out. An unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Be dressed for action, have your lamps lit, and be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet, so that they may open the door for the master as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes, truly I tell you. He will fasten his belt and have them sit down and eat, and he will come and serve them. 
If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of our Lord. Won't you be seated? Grace and peace to you from the one who was, who is, and who is to come. Just wait until your father gets home. Uh, (laughs) You've heard that one before. Sometimes I think when we hear this gospel reading, that's the expectation people have. Uh Uh-oh, this is going to be about dread and doom, isn't it? It is a confusing gospel lesson to be sure because we don't know if we're the householder or the sheep and we don't know if Jesus is a shepherd or a master or a thief or what's going on. And in the middle of all of that, Jesus is calling for us to be ready, to be expectant, to be prepared. And so we start to think as good rule following people, oh, this must be about us and about our ability to just hunker down and do the right thing. I think the gospel might get lost in there if we're not careful. If Jesus is saying anything, he's saying it to a community of people. And what he is saying is the word of hope. There are actually two things that Jesus says that sometimes maybe we gloss over because we're so worried about not being ready already. It is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The kingdom. Well, that would take some unpacking, wouldn't it? I don't think it ended up on any of Jesus' business cards or his website. And so he had to tell stories instead. This realm of God, what is it like? It's like a seed is planted and just springs up. Or maybe it's like this treasure buried in a field that you discover. And you sell your farm because you want that treasure. Or maybe the realm of God is like this treasure that has been lost and we rejoice it's found. Or maybe it's like a child finding the way home. Ah, this is what the Father pleases to give to the children, right? This kingdom of God, this realm of God. I think that's what we're being called to receive and to participate in. The gospel lesson today breaks in kind of an odd space so that for a while we're talking about our relationship with stuff and then we're talking about readiness. But I think somehow they blend. And it is all this poor preacher can do to try to keep focused because there are so many images and so many thoughts coming at us. So we will do our best. You caught the part about sell and give alms? It's what generous people do. Sometimes we think we live in scarcity 
until folk like a friend of mine who did short-term missions in Central America reports that among the very poorest people she met, they were the most generous. That they would put on these lavish dinners with all they had because they were generous people, yes. But their generosity was really kindled and warmed by hope. And make for yourselves purses that never wear out? That's kind of rabbi talk. For any time you're generous, you're not only generous to people, but you're generous to God. And we might even cast our memory back to Elijah. Remember when he stayed with a widow and her son? And the oil managed to never quite run out? And the meal never ran out? It wasn't because Elijah was cool. <laughs> it wasn't because of even the widow being pious as much as it was God doing what God does. Providing. Keeping promises. And so, we as people of hope look toward God whose good pleasure it is to give. And so our readiness may well come in the receiving, which is the second part that Jesus sneaks into the story that has blown by at least one preacher multiple times over the years. Did you notice the one about the master coming back after the wedding feast? The master comes home, and unlike the punitive, just wait till your father gets home story, this becomes the master coming home, putting on his belt or his apron, and serving the people who were servants. Remember Jesus saying that his whole purpose was not to be served, but to serve? So maybe our readiness takes the form of not only accepting the gifts of God, but also being like Jesus and doing some serving at the same time. The preacher Alice McKenzie proved to be very helpful in my preparations this week, and I hope you will pardon my poor pronunciation of French. She introduces us to a word mise en place, which I guess is a common word in cooking schools. She heard in the graduation speech from culinary school for her daughter that phrase mise en place, which means that the cook and the servants are very diligent and careful about putting out all the ingredients at the right measure, all the implements needed for cooking and for serving, and then being ready to extend hospitality. The good preacher went on to say, what if we had that mindset as church, that mise en place, to have everything in place, to be prepared for something to happen? Here's where Pastor Mackenzie really throws the curveball. She manages to blend the image of table with burglar. And what does the burglar, Jesus in this case, come to steal? Our false priorities. 
for one, and oppressive systems for another. And so this thing that we get ready for is ambiguous in that it does cost us something. But what we don't really realize, and I think the good and gospel is the things that it costs us, the very things that set us back anyway. And the very thing that God gives is maybe not what we think we want, but it turns out to be the most life-giving thing. And so our readiness, our spirit of mise en place, is that both the oppressed and the oppressor are liberated. It is that a loving God not only prepares our path, this God shows us the path. This God walks with us in that path. Yes, it is a path to Jerusalem. It is a path also through death to resurrection. It is a path to being a people of hope. May that be so among us.